Chapter thirty seven of the Wyvern Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Wyvern Mystery by Joseph Sheraton Lefanu. Chapter thirty seven A Messenger. alice had not gone far when she was seized with a great shivering the immediate process by which from high hysterical tension nature brings down the nerves again to their accustomed tone the air was soft and still and the faint gray of morning was already changing the darkness into its peculiar twilight you'll be better presently dear said the old woman with unaccustomed kindness there there you'll be nothing the worst when a's done and you'll have a cup of tea when you come back under the great old trees near the ivied wall which screens the court is a stone bench and on this old mildred was constrained to place her there 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 rest a bit rest a little bit hi crying well cry if ye will but ye'll hae more to thank god than to cry for if all be as i guess alice cried on with convulsive sobs starting every now and then with a wild glance toward the yard-gate and grasping the old woman's arm in a very few minutes this paroxysm subsided and she wept quietly twas you mum that cried out i take it hey frightened mayhap i was yes i i'll wait a little and tell you by and by horribly horribly you needn't be afeard here and me beside ye mum and daylight a comin and i think i could gie ye a sharp guess at the matter ye saw her ladyship i do suppose the old sogger mum i there's a sight might frighten a body like a spirit a'most a great white-faced blind devil who is she how did she come she tried to kill me oh mrs tarnley i'm so terrified and with these words alice began to cry and tremble afresh hey tried to kill ye did she i'm glad o that right glad it twill rid us o trouble ma'am but la think o that and did she actually raise her hand to you oh yes mrs tarley frightful i'm saved by a miracle i don't know how the mercy of god only she was clinging to mrs tarley with a fast and trembling grasp zooks the lass is frightened ye has seen sights to-night young lady ye'll remember young folk loves pleasure and the world and themselves or well to trouble their heads about death or judgment if the lord in his mercy didn't shake em up from their dreams and their sins awake thou that sleepest says the word callin' loud in a drunken ear at dead o night we the house all round a fire as the parson says he's a good man though i may have seen better in old days in carwell pulpit so tis all for good 
and in place o crying you should be praising god for startling ye out o your carnal sleep and making ye think o him and see yourself as ye are and not according to the flatteries o your husband and your own vanity ye'll pardon me but truth is truth and god's truth first of all and who'll tell it ye if them as within hearin won't open their lips and i don't see that mr charles troubles his head much about the matter he is so noble and always my guardian angel oh mrs tarnley to-night i must have perished if it had not been for him he is always my best friend and so unselfish and noble well that's good said mildred tarnley coldly but i'm thinking something ought to be done we the catamountain in there and strike while the iron's hot and they'll never drive home that nail ye'll find more like to go off when all's done we hear pocket full of money tis a sin while so many an honest soul wants and i'll take that just into my own old hands i'm thinking and sarve her out as she would better women isn't she mad mrs tarnley asked alice and if she's mad to the madhouse we her and if she's not where's the gallows high enough for her the dangerous harridan for one way or t'other the fiend's in her and the sooner judgment overtakes her and she's in her coffin the sooner the devil's laid and the better for honest folk if she is mad it accounts for everything but i feel as if i never could enter that house again and oh mrs tarnley you mustn't leave me oh heavens what's that it was no great matter mrs tarnley had got up for the yard door had opened and some one passed out and looked round it was the girl lily dogger who stood there looking about her under the canopy of tall trees hoot mum tis only the child lily dogger and well pleased i am for i was thinking this minute how i could get her to me quietly here lily come here ye goosecap do you see me so closing the door behind her the girl approached with eyes wide open and a wonderfully solemn countenance she had been roused and scared by the sounds which had alarmed the house huddled on her clothes and seeing mrs tarnley's figure cross the window had followed in a tremor mrs tarnley walked a few steps towards her and beckoning with her lean finger the girl drew near ye'll have to go over cressley common girl to wickford ye know wickford yes please em well ye must go through the village and call up mark topham ye know mark topham's house with the green door by the bridge end yes please mrs tarnley mum and say he'll be wanted down here at the grange for murder mind and go ye unto mr rodney at t'other side of the river squire rodney of rydell ye know that house too yes m said the girl with eyes momentarily descending and face of blanker consternation and ye'll tell mr rodney there's been bad work down here and murder all but done and say ye've told mark topham the constable and that it is hoped he'll come over himself to make out the writins 
and sent away the prisoner as should go we being chiefly women here and having to keep tom clinton at home to mind the prisoner ye understand and keep all safe having little other protection now run in lass and clap your bonnet on and away wi ye and get ye there as fast as your legs will carry ye and take your time coming back and ye may get a lift for they'll not be walkin and you're like to get a bit of breakfast down at rydell but if ye shouldn't here's tuppence and buy yourself a good bit of bread in the town now ye understand yes em please and ye'll not be makin mistakes mind no mum then do as i bid ye and off ye go said mrs tarnley dispatching her with a peremptory gesture so with a quaking heart not knowing what dangers might still be lurking there lily dogger ran into the yard on her way to her bonnet and peeped through the kitchen window but saw nothing there in the pale gray light but still life with a timid finger she lifted the latch and stole into the familiar passage as if she were exploring a haunted house she had quaked in her bed as thin and far away the shrill sounds of terror had penetrated through walls and passages to her bedroom she had murmured lord bless us at intervals and listened chilled with the sense of danger associated in her imagination with the stranger who had visited her room and frightened away her slumbers and she had jumped out of bed and thrown on her clothes in panic and blessed herself and pinned and tied strings and listened and blessed herself again and seeing mrs tarnley cross the window accompanied by some one else whom she did not then recognize and fearing to remain thus deserted in the house more than the risk of being blown up by mrs tarnley she had followed that grim protectress now as on tiptoe she recrossed the kitchen with her straw bonnet in her hand she heard of a sudden cries of fury and words as doors opened and shut reached her that excited her horror and piqued her curiosity she hastened however to leave the house and again approached and passed by the lady and mildred tarnley having tied her bonnet under her chin and obeying mildred's impatient beckon and run lass run stir your stumps will ye she started at a pace that promised soon to see her across cressley common old mildred saw this with comfort she knew that broad-shouldered brown-eyed lass for a shrewd and accurate messenger and seeing how dangerous and complicated things were growing she was glad that fortune had opened so short and sharp a way of getting rid of that troubler of their peace come in mum ye'll catch your death a cold here all's quiet by this time and i'll make the kitchen safe against the world and mr charles is in the house and tom clinton up and all safe and who cares a rush for that blind old cat not i for one she'll come no nonsense over mildred tarnley in her own kitchen while there's a poker to wrap her o'er the pate hoot one old blind limer i tackle six o her sort old as i am and tumble em one after t'other into the brawl never ye trouble your head about that mum and i'll bolt the door on the passage 
and the scullery door likewise and lock em if ye like and we'll get down old dulcibella to sit wi ye and ye'll be a deal less like to see that beast in the kitchen than here there's miss crane by which title she indicated old dulcibella looking out of her window oh miss crane will ye please miss crane come down and stay a bit wi ye mistress thank god is she down there exclaimed she come down mom please she's quite well and she'll be glad to see ye old dulcibella's head disappeared from the window promptly now mom she'll be down and when she comes for ye'd like to hay someone by ye i'll go in and make the kitchen door fast and won't ye search it well mrs tarnley and the inner room that we may be certain no one is hid there pray do may i rely on you won't you promise there's nothing there that i promise ye but oh pray do urged alice i will mom just to quiet ye ye need not fear i leave her no chance and she'll soon be safe enough she shall safe enough when she gets on her doublet of stone and don't ye be frightened yourself for nothing just keep yourself quiet for there's nothing to fear and if ye will keep yourself in a fever for nothing ye'll be just making food for worms mark my words as she spoke old dulcibella appeared and with a face of deep concern waddled as fast as she could toward her young mistress raising her hands and eyes from time to time as she approached as she drew nearer she made a solemn thanksgiving and oh my child my child thank god you're well i was a-most ready to drop in a swoon when i came into your room just now everything knocked topsy-turvy and a door cut in the wall and all in a litter i couldn't know where i was and somewhat a-bleedin all across the floor and one of the big green-handled knives on the floor lord a mercy on us with the blade bent and blood about it i never was so frightened i thought my senses was a-leavin me and i couldn't tell what i might see next and i ready to drop down on the floor wi fright my darling child my precious lord love it and here it was barefooted and but half clad and come in ye must dear tis enough to kill ye i can scarcely remember anything dulcibella only one thing oh i'm so terrified come in darling you'll lose your life if you stay here as you are and what was it dear and who did you see a woman that dreadful blind woman who came in at the new door i never saw her before well dear oh miss alice darling i couldn't a believed and thank god you're safe after all that she i heard a screechin as strong as a dozen and frightful words as well as i could hear to come from any woman's lips lord help us where is she now somewhere in the front of the house darlin screechin and laughin i thought but heaven only knows she's mad mrs tarnley says and mr fairfield said so too 
master charles is come my darling rye oh dulcibella how grateful i should be what could i have done if he hadn't so dulcibella persuaded her to come into the yard and so through the scullery door at which mildred stood having secured all other access to the kitchen so in she came awfully frightened to find herself again in the house but was not her husband there and help at hand and the doors secured end of chapter thirty seven recording by john brandon